Hey, Natural Born Sisters. Welcome to another episode of Kinky in the Kitchen, where every swirl, curl, coil, and wave is celebrated. You'll hear inspiring stories from women who have left straight hair, wigs, and weaves behind, despite the discrimination and bias, to reclaim their power by rocking their natural hair. Be it spiraled, kinky, defined, or straight. Whether you're already a natural sister or still finding the courage to unleash your beautiful coils, you're not alone, and you're in the right place. Let's get to know your host, She's passionate about inspiring Black women to rock their natural hair with confidence, teaching our Black natural hair-wearing women how to show up despite hair discrimination and biases. She's natural like you and rocks her kinks in the kitchen loud and proud. She's Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister. What's up, Natural Born Sisters? It's your girl, Lisa E., a.k.a. Natural Born Sister, a.k.a. Living My Best Life. Welcome to the Kinky in the Kitchen podcast, the show that highlights Black women who are rocking their natural hair with confidence, despite discrimination and bias. Last week, I chopped it up with natural-born sister, Kiki Michelle. This bashful beauty told her story without hesitation. I loved her class, her style, and of course, her beauty was really hard for me to miss. She shared her struggle with cutting her hair to nearly bald and how this action was brought on by emotions. But the biggest takeaway I can acknowledge from her guest experience, it was the way she talked about her daughter, Yamari. And it pleases me to know that she will give her daughter the gift of embracing her natural hair. And it makes me feel like it's the beginning of what it should have been. And I'm feeling good about her story, y'all, and the things that she's doing to change her way of thinking about her natural hair. But our next guest will never even mention the word kinky or nappy in her day. She had very low self-esteem when it came to her hair. So much so that when her grandmother would ask her to go to the store for a couple little things she needed for dinner, and she just so happened to be washing her hair that day, her grandmother had to wait for hours till she got her hair right. Okay, look, I regret my actions, but this shows how I felt about my hair. I allowed my hair to control me as I would not allow anyone to see it without being done the way I needed it to be. Wearing my natural hair as a teenager was so nerve wracking. And when I finally got to the point of relaxing it, it just made life for me much more easier. Okay, now you may have already figured out the subject is moi, it's me. Natural born sister, Lisa E. That's right. It's been some time coming to share the world, my story about how I struggle with being natural. From the straightening comb days to the jerry curls and relaxes. As noted by natural born sister, Taylor Brianna as the creamy crack. Now, when I was young, I always thought the only way you could leave the house was with your hair pressed. There was no other way. My grandmother would wash my hair, put it in little pigtail braids. When it dries, take them out and then press it with the hot comb and get, give me some little curls and stuff for style, ponytails, whatever it was. Whatever the feeling was at that time. I thought it was a crime to go out with my hair not straightened. And that was one crime I never planned to commit. When it was time, I was sitting at Chi in the kitchen by the window next to the stove and I would see the hot comb, like the heat coming up from the hot comb while they're sitting on the smoke. This was something I needed to get used to. I did, but 
seeing it every time made me remember the last time I got burnt on my ear. Have you ever felt the heat of a hot comb to your ear and heard the sounds of the burn to your skin? You know it's a bad feeling because now for the rest of the hot combing, you're uncomfortable and you're jumping at every moment before the hot comb reaches your head and you hear the annoying sounds of, girl, I ain't even touched your head yet. (laughs) Yup. That was the sound of my grandmother's voice, whom I refer to as mommy for the rest of the story. Why? You say, why, Lisa? Why are you going to call your grandmother mommy? Okay. I have a good reason because my grandmother raised me and I was raised with my own, my aunt, my aunt, I should say my aunt and my uncle and my mother because my mother had me at a young age and she was in school still and she worked every day to make sure I had what I needed as well as my grandmother who made sure of that as well. I could say I was a very blessed kid. So me growing up with my aunt, my uncles, they were calling her mommy. So She's mommy. I call her mommy too. Anyway, it's easy to look back and see all the things that were done to our heads for real, like from a young girl to an adult woman. And as I sit back and think about it, I really wish we didn't do so much to our hair. So now we sit here with alopecia, thinning, breakage, uneducated and more when it comes to our hair. The burns, the pulling and the braiding can never bring us to this thought of all these results from these actions. And we've endured so much pain because we thought beauty was in doing all of these things to our hair. So as time went on, a style that became very popular really quick amongst Black women was the end of burnt ears and hot combs, an invention that led to the smoky smells of hair, intense cracking of necks that was heated over the stove or in a heater at the salon has been placed by what we call the jerry curl. The jerry curl is a permanent wave hairstyle. And it was very popular among black people like during the 80s, I'm going to say like the 80s, early 90s. And this guy named Jerry, Jerry Redding, he's the inventor of the curl that gives this glossy, loose curl look. And it was acknowledged as a wash and wear style. That was easy to care for to any other styles. And I could attest to that. So one day, my mother took me to the salon and I sat in that chair. I had a nice length of hair, but my mother said it was time for something else. And I don't think it was doing very well at the time. It wasn't at its best. And I couldn't tell you exactly what was going on with it. And I may had, Maybe I still had a little bit of damage or something. But anyway, I remember sitting in that chair and the hairdresser putting cream in my hair that was similar to a relaxer. Now, at this point, I'm okay. Now, maybe I'm just getting a different type of relaxer because I haven't really seen pictures of Jerry Curls prior to this. And I was right, but it wasn't what I thought. Now, as she's working this cream through my hair from the roots of my scalp all the way up, the most amazing thing was happening, sis. My hair was waving up. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen compared to straightening my hair um, with the hot comb. Now, after sitting for about an hour with this shit in my head, it was burning the hell out of me. And I was so happy she invited me over to the sink 
to rinse it out. And I couldn't be more excited because it was burning, y'all. But the process wasn't even over. So I then sat back in a chair to get those curling perm rods put in my hair. You know, those rods, they like hard plastic and they have a bunch of holes in them and they come in different sizes and colors. And the colors is supposed to represent the size. So now the hairdressers would know what those were. So those little curling rods, they would have like a, like a, it had like a little shape where the, in the middle would like be small and they come out at the ends. And then there was a clip at the end that had a stretchy rubber band, like, um, piece that's attached to it. And you bring it across to the other end to close it. I hated those things and having to keep them in your hair. I hated that too. So now I'm like, what? I thought that creamy crack did all the magic on its own. So you see, let me stop for a second, for real. I now see that this was the beginning of me getting used to double book long Saturdays for several hours at the hair salon and getting my hair done just to go out somewhere or have it ready for work. Whatever I needed to do with my hair, it's, I spent hours doing it, put it like that. Or I spent hours getting it done, you know. So let's get back to the style. I thought this style was whack. I didn't even look cute with the style on me, in my opinion. Anyway, while I still had the rods in my hair, she, you know, sprayed some other chemical on it. And the name of it slips my mind right now. Um, Yeah, yeah. But whatever it was, she made sure my hair was saturated with that solution. And then I had to sit close to another hour with the shit in my head. Now I'm crying to myself because I don't know the hairdresser. And I believe my mother left for a moment. I don't, she probably was there. She probably, I just tuned everything out around me. So about, after about like an hour or so, she rinsed that out. Then she sprayed it with some other stuff. And I sat again for another hour. I was done, done, but my hair wasn't. So then she put this plastic cap on and then put me under the hot hood, which was a dryer. I always call them hot hoods. So once I sat under there for about an hour, then it was back to the sink to rinse it out. I'm telling you, if this hairstyle wasn't trying, if I was older, I still wouldn't have gotten the style. But anyway, but since it was under the instructions of my mother, I had no choice. Then I finally, after three hours, she started taking the rods out of my hair one by one. I wanted my cake and ate it too. I don't care. But then she put curl activator in my hair. It was like a messy gel that was massaged onto the curls carefully. And when I say carefully, I mean, you could not take this stuff, put it in your hands and just smooth it on and bring your hair straight up. No, you had to like put it on like bouncy at the end and crunch your your hands, whatever. That's not even important to me because I didn't even like the shit. So it was a very messy job, very messy. And then I saw her pick up the scissors. Sis. Scissors. I cannot. She cut half my hair off. Hair that was down to my shoulders. She said that if she didn't cut the ends off, it wouldn't curl up at the ends. Girl, I cried. Although my hair was slightly damaged, I cried. Every morning, I would put that jerry curl juice on my hair. So 
my curls would pop because if I didn't, it would start looking dry. And I didn't want that going to school. Like my hair needed to look like something, right? But I had to go. So I made sure I pumped up my curls with the activator. I was so embarrassed as to what happened to my hair. I would get questions like, like, why did you cut your hair off? And who did your hair? And other questions I refuse to share right now because all it's going to do is take me back and piss me off again. Now, my self-esteem has dropped about 150 knots by this time. So I walk with my head down most of the time, unless I was like with my friends or something. I kept hoping that the Jerry Curl juice would not run down on my clothes. And yes, Jerry Curl juice is what we called it. And yes, at the age of 10, I thought about things like this, that stuff could leave a memory behind without you even knowing it. Now, around this time, I wasn't sure if anyone else had the Jerry Curl. I really don't remember because I haven't really been seeing people with it. And although it was popular, I felt like I was the only one that had it at the time. Yeah, that's the feeling that I had. But as time went on and I got used to the hell and I, I got used to the style, put it like that. I started to notice other people wearing it here and there. But it wasn't like a big boom of people. It was like over here, this person, and then next month, this person. Fine. But I could care less at the time. But I did learn a valuable lesson, though. Don't give a fuck what people think because you cannot control it. It's none of your business what other people think about you. Yeah, right. The real lesson is to make sure it's cute and style it to your standards. I wish I could find some pictures though. Believe it or not, I did ask my mom for touch-ups to maintain the style because now this is all I knew. I was no longer getting a press and curl. I couldn't get a press and curl anyway. I was stuck with this chemical. So instead of fighting it, I embraced it. But anyway, that's my Jerry Curl story. It doesn't have an ending, just a transition. So my transition story now, it allows me to grow out the jerry curl as much as I could to allow for a better and easier styling method. Excuse me. I don't know. I'm talking so fast. So exciting to me, but it was an easier styling method that doesn't require a juicy activator to pump up curls. That's right. It was a relaxer, y'all. Now, somewhere around 14, maybe 15 years old, I got my first relaxer. Now, my auntie Frances. May she rest in peace. Put a relaxer in my hair for the first time. It was sort of a joint venture between her and my grandmother. It was a learning process for us all as I was the experiment child, but in a good way, sis. I guess that comes from being the oldest niece, grandchild, daughter. Basically, I was the first child to come along after my my mother and her siblings. Okay. With the exception of its burning me as it did, it was a great first time. You know, as time went on, hair inventions like the relaxer made it that much more convenient to style our hair. What? <laughs> yes, our parents, grandparents wanted the convenience of being able to do our hair and protect us from the natural nappy curls or coils. Because during this time, we still thought it was a crime to go outside with nappy hair. And not knowing anything about our own hair due to enslavement made us think today that we should straighten our hair in order for us to look nice and so that it would be manageable. Because the enslavers, it didn't look nice. Otherwise, why would they shave it off? Yes, 
they shaved our heads during enslavement. So what are we supposed to think now? Preston Curl, Jerry Curl, relaxes, weaves, wigs, carried us through for many years. And it still does for a lot of women. And what is it now, like a billion dollar industry in here? Maybe more than that, over a billion. So with the shaving of our heads ball, it starts back in history as the number one reason we were not taught to love our own hair. And how could we if they took it away? Not one tradition until nowadays, we see it for what it is. We are learning to embrace our hair. That is why I created this platform to help those who are in it for the rest of their days. And for those who are trying to make it their way, well, for those who are actually trying to make their way to it, and for those that need all the support they can get, right here. So let me say this. If you cannot feel the passion about this, and I may not have presented myself properly, or I may have gotten lost somewhere in the madness, but believe me, I am passionate as hell. Because let me tell you, sis, about Tyler Lisa. Kindergarten Lisa, elementary school Lisa, junior high school Lisa, as well as high school Lisa. She was a shy, timid girl who was somewhat of a pushover that allowed others to make her feel like she didn't belong. But these were her thoughts without reason. Meaning she didn't have a reason to feel this way because no one really treated her this way. These are just thoughts that were in her mind. Okay. How do you feel about me talking about the third person? Ha ha ha. Anyway. They were all in her mind because, look, I had plenty of friends who respect me for the person I was. I attracted people outside of my circle. Why? In my opinion, they saw right through me. They saw me as a sweet and caring Lisa, the Lisa that will hold up a secret for as long as you want, Lisa, the Lisa that wanted to help Lisa, the Lisa that showed up, Lisa. Look, I'm guilty of a lot of hair negativity and I will most def take responsibility because I was young. And that was all I knew. But what I won't do is no longer allow the so-called powers that be control the way I look or change who I am to conform to society's misconceptions of bad versus good hair. No, I'm not going to do it. And if I have done it, I'm not doing it anymore. So back to my story. I remember my mom's, she helped me get my first job. She had the gift of gab, y'all. Y'all would never believe. My mother was that type of person was... All right, let me help you do this. Let me help you get that. And she would. I I wish I took that part after her, but eh. anyway, she helped me get this job at the local McDonald's in my Queens neighborhood, specifically Far Rockaway, because I was 15 and you had to be 16 to work and get in to um, and go to school. Right. So I got in, of course, remember the gift of gab. And I'm not sure how long I was there, but I was still going to school while I was working because I wanted to take care of myself, my hair. About a year later, when I was at school, the subject of hair came up. And maybe it wasn't a full year. I don't know. I I can't remember everything, (laughs) y'all. My high school friend, uh, Michelle, referred me to the neighborhood stylist because I mentioned I really need to get something done to my hair. So she told me, about the neighborhood stylist because I mentioned I really needed to get my hair done. So she told me where to go and she told me to tell her who sent me. And I did just that. Now, I don't remember the style I got, you know, rocking at the time, but it wasn't Jerry Curls. I could tell you that. It may have been like a, a 
DIY relaxer or something that when I went into the shop having. But anyway, I was excited about getting my hair done by a professional stylist in a shop again. But this time it was done on my own and I was in control. That meant spending time at the salon with other addicted heads waiting in line to get that creamy crack. Sis, I got a relaxer and weave at the same time on the same visit. And I would be the first one in early in the morning on a Saturday and the last one out because of the complex shit I wanted for my hair, like styles and, and whatever treatments. And the fact that I became close with friends with my hairdresser, which also played a part in it as well. So close, in fact, I became godmother to her second born, which is a blessing for me because I love children and I love my friend. So it was an easy decision to take in. So I decided to quit McDonald's and I worked for the supermarket. Now, the supermarket was not in my neighborhood, so it wasn't local. I had to bus it to work. Still making it through high school and working, my self-esteem raised back up the 150 knots that I lost some years back. Getting my hit of the creamy crack every five weeks with a weave gave me the control I needed to look the way I felt I needed to look. Not giving it any thought or what it was to come in the future of here. I just knew this was it. So now I wanted to go look, I wanted to go live with my grandmother, right? Again. Say again because, you know, we did when we was growing up. Like when my mother had me, that's where I was. I was with my mother. You know, my mother, my uncles, my aunt. I can say around this time I was about 16 years old and I dropped out of high school because I decided I wanted to go another I wanted to go to another school and I wanted that school to be close to my grandmother. And I was on my bullshit because I dropped out for six months right before senior, you know, senior year started. And you're probably like, damn, you couldn't do one more year. Nope. During these six months, I decided to work full time and take care of myself at the age of 16 because my mother decided not to take care of me really so much because I wanted to go live with mommy. I had gotten so used to living so close to her while we lived in the same complex in Brooklyn as I was free to be with her whenever I wanted to, just like we were when we all living together. But moving to Queens ended all of that. And moving back to Brooklyn was the time I definitely struggled with my hair. And those were the days I felt like I had no choice due to lack of support. I used to have from my mother was no longer there. Because I would eventually move back to live with mommy. But I felt more comfortable to be. In fact, it was my old hood too. So that meant no more job as I refused to take the long ass train ride to Far Rockaway from Brooklyn and back every day. So I got the job at at the McDonald's and Park Slope. It's a two-fair zone trip. I remember this. Two-fair zone trip. And um, it was through, it was around the park. I think that was Prospect Park. And if I didn't want to take the first, oh my God, I remember this. If I didn't want to take the first bus to connect me to the second bus, I could walk all the way down the park. Basically, that first bus was going to take me past that long walk to the park, right? The two fear zone trip. Um, It allowed me to continue to make money to take care of myself with the help of my grandmother, of course. And she was not too fond of me dropping out of school, but she knew me. She respected my decision to drop out and just waited to see what would come of it because she knew me. She knew I wasn't going to let that go. 
And I love that. I love that lady so much. I really do. She welcomed me with open arms. I guess we missed each other because <laughs> we were so close. We did everything together. So it was, it was an easy match, put it like that. So I would start to mull over the fact that back in the days was different, how it was a priority to get your hair done by manipulating the texture of your hair. The amount of time we took like to figure out how to do those unnatural things to our hair, that time have been spent by learning on how to make our own hair look good in the state that it was already in when we were growing up. But we never did that. But that's time we cannot get back. We can work on it now. So I remember getting pregnant. Yes, I got pregnant at the age of 15. And this was the worst time of my life. How could I let this happen to me? At 15, I had no idea what I was doing, but I allowed him to convince me. And like I said, I was that shy young girl who you can convince, but with reason. And although I didn't say no, I wanted to, but I listened to the reasons he gave me and I went with it as it made sense to me at the time. And I thought if I didn't go ahead with it, that there would be consequences of humiliation. I guess by him or anyone. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. So I never had the sex talk with anyone. So here we go. So I decided to say yes, but something about this was not right. Sis, I knew what was happening, what was wrong. Although I tried my best to stop it, I didn't try hard enough. It just all went so fast. I even cried because no matter what, when you are in your right mind, you know what's happening. It just makes it that much worse. And I was not in a good place for that day and the months moving forward. All I kept thinking was I'm pregnant and I was afraid, afraid of what my mother would say or do to me because I had a mother who was very strict. Even though she was young, she was very strict and to me, very mean. She really cared about what happened to me. I get it. So a couple of months go by and I feel strange feelings, which we would now call anxiety. And of course, I did not know what that was back then because I didn't share this with anyone. The fear became so overwhelming over time so fast, my hair started to break off. Now, what do I do? Thank you for joining another episode of Kinky in the Kitchen. Check out part two, the rest of my story next week, where I finish talking about my life after pregnancy. And if you can't wait till then, check out the sneak peek on Friday where I give you a few minutes of what went down. I rock the natural born sister tea quite often. It's a part of my story. And if you can relate to any part of my story, then this is definitely the tea for you. It speaks volumes to those who have struggled to rock the natural with confidence. And don't forget, we're bringing you kinky content in the kitchen every Wednesday at 6 p.m. on your favorite cast and YouTube. Rock out. That's all for today. What feelings are you left with? Do you have questions, thoughts? DM on IG at Natural Born Sister and let's talk about it. Oh, and don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They really help us grow and reach more women who need company on their hair journey. We'll chat it up next week.